Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and here, let the ride inside adventure begin. I will share what it's like on my own healing journey, and through what I learn and become aware of, provide insight to your journey as well. Hey everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. And today we have Stacy Lepeat, and I'm really grateful and happy and excited to have her here. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my usual. I'm gonna go through um, introducing her and what she does, and then we'll have some questions. And I think we're doing a process. I don't know. I'm always not privy to it until it's time. And um, and, you know, it's an organic thing here, so we'll just have some fun with this, and welcome, and thank you for being here, Stacy, and everyone else. <laughs> so, Stacy Lepeat is the founder and creator of the Beautiful You Coaching app. Being a certified health and life coach, and one who has been through all kinds of painful situations, she has taken her passion and love for life to lift up other women by providing a safe space for them to connect and grow while they nourish their mind, body, and soul. That's beautiful, Stacy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you are doing with the app and the other things that you're working on? That would be so cool to hear. Yeah, so I guess my my biggest heart's mission is to really break the silence of the sufferer. So many of us women, we typically do not want to share all the chaos or the colorful thoughts that we have going on in our heads or our stress with our friends and family because we totally just don't want to be a burden to anybody. So we hang on to it. That's why we like our shoulders get heavy. <laughs> so why your backs hurt? Why your backs hurt? Uh-huh. Okay. We <laughs> conversation before coming in. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, but also, we all, we also don't share everything that goes on in, in the deep darkness of our minds because we're scared we're going to have straight jackets showing up at our front door. So we hang on to this stuff and it either pulls us deeper into a pit that we have to work effortlessly to claw our way out of. Or we just end up getting comfortable down in that pit and we just lose our zealous, our, our, our joy for life. And, and I just, my heart breaks. I lost my mom to suicide. And so, and I seen her in the midst of all of her struggle, her whole life. And I just know that so many other of us, so many other women out there do the exact same thing as we just hang on to this stuff and because we're scared. And so I wanted to create um, a safe environment for women to come and to be heard and seen without judgment, because believe you me, <laughs> I have um, enough of my own struggle of things that I still am navigating. I am not perfect. I am perfectly imperfect and I do not have it all together. I still need help and support and a kick in the butt from time to time. Um, but that's the joy of this community is that there is absolutely no judgment where we're at. We're not here to compare ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are as organic and as natural, like you, I'll show up with absolutely zero makeup in my hair and a messy bun half the time, <laughs> because that's just the way I usually run my life is just like, I, I don't typically 
I'm not a high maintenance person and I'm not a fit, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything bad towards people that like to doll up because I actually admire those people that have the the patience and the know-how to do beautiful makeup because I can always look like a clown if I try to attempt it. Um, but I just want I, I love women and I love how we can come together and support one another and we can learn so much, young and old and um, so every woman, female out there is welcome into the community and uh, it is a safe space. We do a wide variety of things in the space um, when it comes to like recipes, how to fuel our body. We have detoxes going on right now. Um, we have meal plans that get delivered once a month. We have self-study guides and journal prompts and affirmations and challenges that um, we have to account ourselves in like we have to check in and say hey I did it or no I'm struggling half the time you will see me struggling <laughs> um, so it's like me I, I needed this accountability too so that's another motivating piece as to why I created this space is that I'm like I got to create something that I need that I know so many other women out in this world are the exact same space as I am where they've gotten a level of understanding of where they're at, where they want to go, and they just need the tools and resources and without having to break the bank. And that is another piece of my heart is just to be able to provide these tools and resources without having to break the bank. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Thank you. And, and it's interesting because um, a lot of times, and I've done this before with some of the, the things that I've gone through, it's like sometimes when we see something that needs to, or we feel in our hearts that needs to be birthed out there and it's not there for us. And it's like, well, how do we do this? I need this support. Like I went through something um, called, and I've talked about this before on here, but it's called parental alienation and having my, through the process of parental alienation, having my children, you know, not being in my life and all this stuff. And it's like, when I first had this happen, I had no, I didn't, there wasn't online. There was no information. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to connect with women, other moms who were going through it and there was nothing out there. So eventually I got brave <laughs> and I started a, um, a, a group for moms uh, who have been through parental alienation. And I looked at the numbers uh, just out of curiosity. I haven't really, I've only been on there to post um, cause I've got someone taking care of it for me, but, um, I noticed the numbers up at like 525 and it's been, I think four years, maybe three, four years or five years, something. So there's a lot of mamas that are got broken hearts, right? A lot. Yeah. And, but I, I wanted to start it because I wanted to mend my heart. I wanted to climb out of that, that hole yeah. And, and I heal think the big piece of it also is to know that you're just not alone. Like yeah, exactly. One in the struggle. That's yeah. what I think is so cool about you creating this app because so many women feel alone and we feel like we have to be someone that we're not because of the way we've been trained generationally, you know? Right. I mean, there's so many, like I come from the just after the 1950s mother generation. And those are the women who they literally made booklets to... Um, explain to them how to prepare their home for when their husband comes home and they've got pictures and all these really cool things and they have to make sure their kids have their baths and are all dressed up and they have to be all dressed up and have all their makeup. That's why a lot of women 
do the makeup thing because they've been raised by women who were taught to you have to put the makeup for your husband on for your husband and get dressed up when he comes home from work and give him his cigar or his cigarette or whatever and take his shoes off and make his dinner and all this stuff and all these women just started going oh because that's not who we are <laughs> yeah well my mama my mama would barely roll out of bed before my my stepdad will walk in the door <laughs> so. yeah well, that was a little I don't know how old your mom your yeah but she that, was she was she grew up in the 60s so I, she, I lost her when she was 42. I was 19. So, um, yeah. Do you mind going in a little bit to, to that? Cause that's usually, I like to bring out as much as you can, what your experience was, what your story was that, that allowed this healing yeah. for you and this for uh, sure. yeah. out there for other women. Yeah. So I am a product of prostitution and I was born an addict and so I was the first six months of my life, I was in rehab. Yay me. <laughs> um, and my mom, she just really like, she was thrown into the foster system when she was three years old, when her mom died. And so, um, she just was tossed around like a rag doll. She was tormented beyond like crazy things like snakes in her bed and her underwear drawer, things like that. So her phobias were heightened massively. She had lots of abuse, lots of neglect, and um, she didn't know how to live life without abuse being part of the equation. So she self self soothed. So she self-medicated through addiction, um, addictions to prescription drugs, narcotics, cocaine, all the things, alcoholism, just trying to numb her pain without actually really understanding that there is a route that we could find and heal and move forward without these addictions, trying to just numb. And, um, so we grew up in that environment. Every man that she ever had come into her life, either we witnessed her get raped, we witnessed her get abused, guns in her mouth, threatened to blow her head off, cops blowing down the front door and wrestling men to the ground. Like it's just all these things that we get to witness as a child and just watching your mom get beat like that is is terrifying mm. but at the same time when i look at those when i've gone through some of my own healing experiences i've looked back at those situations that you know are etched into my dna or into my mind that they're, they're almost as vivid today as they were the day that they happened even now as if i was four years old right like um but I look at those situations and I'm like, you know what, like, I do believe that there was a higher power that was guarding and protecting us through those seasons because things could have been a hell of a lot worse. And so um, I just always had this burning desire, like life is not supposed to be like this. There's got to be something better. So I've always had that mindset growing up. Um, my mom and my stepdad, they worked together for quite some time. They had two other children. So there's my older brother and I four of us in total. And, um, my mom went off to my older brother's graduation. He was in another province and then came home and my stepdad had kicked her out, um, told the courts that she abandoned her children, which was so, so far from the truth. It was not even funny. And he moved in my mom's best friend. <laughs> and so, um, cheating with my mom's best friend. And then next thing you know, like this lady's <laughs> trying to play the motherly role I had my stepdad would visit me in the night so there was always things going on that weren't healthy environment for me growing up 
Um, but I also had a little sister. So I chose to stay with my stepdad to protect and guard my sister because my thoughts were if I leave, then she's going to be the target. So I thought I'd stick around and take one for the team per se. Um, but then when I was 15, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I ended up moving in with my mom. She was uh, had her own apartment, but she also had a boyfriend. So she was rarely ever home. So at 15, you're thinking like, yeah, I got this, you know, like I pretty much got the pad all to myself, right? <laughs> so you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But again, my mom's toxicity or her mental health issues really got a toll on her. So she had her first attempt of suicide when I was 15, living in with her that year. And um, she had, used to pull me out of bed and sit me at the kitchen table and just share and pour her heart out on me like I was her listening ear. Um, I wasn't qualified. Who's qualified at 15 years old to be like a counselor or a nurturer in any way, shape or form? I just... I, I was just, she just needed a soundboard. And so that's what I was. And this one night, um, I just knew that something wasn't going to end right. So, you know, they get that burning intuition, this stomach nauseous feeling like, don't go back to sleep. You know, it's three in the morning. I know you got school tomorrow, but you need to make sure your mom's good. So I kept knocking on the bathroom door. She was having a bath and um, the first couple of times she answered the, the last time she did not. And I busted down the door and there she was. She sliced both her wrists, took a bunch of pills and she was underneath a bathtub full of water. So I go into rescue mode, picked up my naked mother out of the tub and she was foaming at the mouth, staring off into the distance. And I just kept talking to her as I had called 911. They came, they brought her back to life, restarted her heart and took her into the hospital bandaged her up and sent her home. No psychiatric help, no check-in points, no resources, tools, no nothing. It just like, see you later, like go home to your 15 year old. I know you just tried to end your life, but like, you got this. She didn't got this. Like she was screaming for help. Yeah. And um, it was only a few years later, like that was when I decided, like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, who am I? Like, I am not qualified to be your, your savior. Like, I need to figure out my high school. Like, I just, I, I, it was just way too much. And so I had moved out with a friend of mine at that time and have been on my own since 15, which is no easy task, young people. <laughs> Especially now, these days, I don't even know how I did it back then, but I know for a fact, right, and these days, I could never <laughs> possibly imagine doing it. Um, but that call that I received, you know, when I was 19, my mom and I had just, you know, two weeks prior had a really bad argument and we were fighting about who, cause I was seven months pregnant with my first child. And my mom and I got into an argument about who's going to come to the hospital and who, who couldn't come. And, um, I don't know why we got into a fight about it, but she was pretty hard strung about this one individual. And I was like, you know what, if they do show up, which I doubt they will, they're probably just going to come in for five minutes and then just, you know, show face and they'll be gone. So like, your grandma like you got the best seat in the house like don't worry about it and she straight up said to me if this person came to the hospital then I no longer had a mom well in my young and stupid state I responded I don't give an f if I have a mom mm -hmm. and those were the last words I got to speak to her because we were both very stubborn and 
um, to the point where like, nope, she got to apologize first. Nope, she got to, you know, so we were just headstrong that way. Probably a lot of like, um, and it was two weeks later that we received the phone call that she had taken her life. And that wrecked me. And if it wasn't the fact that I didn't have a child growing inside of me to keep me kind of on solid ground, and I say kind of because I was a fish out of water. Um, when I lost my mom, my stepdad, aunts, uncles, everybody I knew to be my family were all like, ah, you're not blood related. We don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> so not only did I lose my mom, but I lost everybody I knew to be my support system, my family. And I really, truly was a fish out of water. My older brother didn't know how to deal with the pain and the grief of losing our mom. And he went into um, addiction mode, like the self-soothing mode. Uh, that's what we were taught, you know, like self-soothe, spread your legs for love and run when trouble comes. Those are our, you know, primary teaching lessons growing up as a kid, like good luck trying to survive with those lessons. <laughs> so um, my brother was stuck in that space for 22 years. He's now two, two going on three years clean and I'm so proud of him, but it was a, been a long journey for him um, to navigate the hurt and the pain and the, and just everything that we hang on to, right? We think that these things happen and it's our fault for some reason. Like even I hung on to that. Like if I didn't say those words, maybe she'd still be here because she leaned on me a lot. And for me to say something as nasty as I did, I thought that I had lit the flame to that decision for her. Um, it took me a long time to realize like she was going to do it anyway. She did it when I was 15. She was going to do it anyway. She didn't get the right support to dig out the roots. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the nutshell of my, the heart of why I have such a love for women that are in the struggle. Like I just, I know what it's like to experience loss. I know what it, because I've lost not just my mom, but I lost a lot of people in my life. And, um, and to be a single mom, I have a heart for them too, because I've been in that space for six or seven years when my daughter was younger and it's not an easy task. And so, um, and I've even gone through something similar as you, Caroline, when, when your kids kind of alienate you, right? Like I had a season where my daughter totally put up the walls when she was, you know, 18 and she's like, Meh, I don't want nothing to do with you. You're crazy mom. Yeah, I am just a tad crazy. <laughs> But you got to have to love all of me. <laughs> That's just who I am. Um, I was the helicopter parent, you know, because I thought like I needed to guard and protect and, and control every situation because I didn't want her life to end up like mine. So I thought if I can control it, which did not serve me well, um, that I would be able to, to help her navigate life. But that's not her path she's got to learn her own stuff just the same as any other child out there they gotta you know get on the bike scrape their knees fall down a couple of times before they figure it out right so yeah. it's part of the learning and well, so it it is and what's interesting is you are an incredibly strong and powerful woman to have been able to go through that since before you were even born and, and watch and witness and, and take in all that energy and holy cow, I'm like, ugh, like I thought mine was bad. I have a narcissistic, I had a narcissistic mother and, you know, she parentified me like, but not to the extreme that your mom did and all this stuff. But it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here listening to the story and going, how in the world would I ever be able to do that 
knowing what I struggled through to do what I've been trying to do in healing myself. And it's like, how do you, you can't compare stories because everybody's different. What I always say is that my mountain might look bigger to you, but it's the same size in comparison to the journey that we all have to take. It really doesn't matter how much struggle we have or lack thereof in life if your struggle is causing you grief to try to like make that next step, it is a struggle nevertheless. So we can judge our struggle to somebody else's. Be like, Hey, like I've been through so much worse. Get over yourself. Like we can't, that's not it because everyone's mountain is enormous. That's enormous. Um, when it, when we're at the bottom of it, right. And and it just feels like it's unattainable that we're never going to be able to make it to the top or even halfway point is some of our goals is just a halfway point. You know, what I want people to to hear is though, that like you could have these, like earlier today, I was on with wisdom app and I was actually talking about micro traumas and little kids that experience these little things that nobody Mm -hmm. means to do. You're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, just like you were saying you were helicopter parenting. And that's a micro trauma because you're really doing it because you love your child, but it turns out that it was not the best thing to do, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. But then there's these macro upon macro upon macro traumas that go on, that went on throughout your life. And for you to get to a point where you recognize, even through all that, to break this cycle and find your way is so like people, it doesn't like, like, like Stacy's saying, it's like, there are a lot of us out there and I'd love to have a conversation with you about this too, Stacy, at some point, but there's um, highly sensitive people. And I've, rec- I've re-recognized that, that I am, I is one again. And I happen to have like 26 out of the 27 traits of a highly sensitive person. I'm like, yes, okay. So if you're really sensitive and you have like one little itty bitty thing, like someone not emotionally nurturing you, that feels the same as what Stacy went through but it doesn't diminish what Stacy went through. And then what you went through isn't diminished by the fact that Stacy went through what Stacy went through, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, it's a perceptive thing on how we recognize how to do the healing and choosing to do the healing and stepping in and, and saying, well, you know, instead of saying, well, I can't do that because whatever you say, wow, well, she did that. Then there's no reason why I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for a Mac, for all these things to, to have, for you to have experienced all of these things and, and still show up, that's the part where I want people to see this. Like you're still showing up with this presence and this beauty and this, you know, the strength and all of this. And, and after everything you've, you've gone through and, and dealt with and experienced and had to you know, rectify. And I mean, so, so when you were born, you, and did you have um, like fetal alcohol syndrome or is I that- was addicted to cocaine? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and this could have gone either way because your brain's affected by these, by, yeah. these, by alcohol or drugs or whatever, when you're born yes. from a parent who happened or from a mother who happened to be um, using or, or whatever. So your brain gets affected. So on top of the fact that you made the decision to shift, you actually had all this other stuff that you had no control over going on in your mind and your body to break through as well. And Is that 
just yell. Absolutely. It has not been an easy journey. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Imagine. Um, and, um, you know, just being able to, you know, I, I, I have a faith, so I do believe that, um, there's some things that happen, the spiritual side of things that are completely out of our understanding that has been able to come alongside and support me in, in that healing. Um, but I do believe that first initial, like turn on the faucet to the, my healing journey was the, the foundation of forgiveness of just actually walking through forgiving myself, forgiving my mom, which was not easy because she wasn't here, um, forgiving my stepdad, which, you know, God really truly did give me a love for that man, even though all of the horrific things that he put me through, it's remarkable. And there's no way I can say that without some kind of spiritual intervention, there's no way that could have happened any other way. Um, but and then he's healed all of those relationships with the family that rejected me. They're all like, well, you know, blood related. We're not, we don't want nothing to do with you. Well, now I have amazing relationships with them. Even my grandma, who's no longer with us, apologized for all the horrible things that she said wow. to me during that season of life, which I never expected. I just was told, go and love on her. And so I did. And it wasn't easy. But I, that's what I did. And um, without any expectation, without any anything like I, I would always go and just give and support, you know, bless her with treats and flowers and, and just listen, because she was hurting and because she got thrown into a home and it was very, very traumatic for her. And so I would just go and be that soundboard for my grand and we developed an amazing relationship. And um, months prior to her passing, I went to visit her and she had apologized for everything. And I was not expecting that, but she just broke my heart wide open. And um, it's just been a, a fabulous witness to the power of my faith, just to see all these different things come into play. And I, I truly just can't leave that out of the equation. And, and I know it's a tough topic in a lot of areas for people when it comes to spiritual talk, because there's so many different avenues that people can navigate or go down and um, your journey is your own and you have to own your personal spiritual journey and not have any shame behind what you attach your heart to because at the end of the day i believe that we all have these this interconnectedness with the power of our spiritual walk is the foundation of love and if we can extend love then everything else just kind of like works itself out like it's it's amazing i mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> well, I mean, share because part of this, the, the part of the journey I'm on right now is the discovery of self-love. And what I'm noticing though, is I, within the last week, just kind of digging deeper when I, when I resurface the whole highly sensitive thing and I'm like, oh, that's who I am. That's who God made me to be. So that's what, how I'm going to show up in this world. And that's okay. That's a good thing. You know, a superpower. <laughs> Superpower. Yay. Woo. Um, and so with this, with this piece of um, recognizing this, I made a decision that I would start meditating more. Like initially I was meditating in the morning and that was it. And then I do my day and I work too much. And, you know, we've had this conversation, yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I, I talked to a friend of mine about two Thursdays ago, and he was telling me about this group uh, that I could be a part of who that meditate, that meditated. And I was like, Hmm, 
why don't I just start meditating on my own prior to meeting with them? Because it wasn't going to be another five days before we met. And so then I started meditating as soon as I woke up in the morning for about a half an hour. I would pick two, I picked two times during the day, like I think 10 and two and adjusted everything. So I could do it again for 20 minutes to a half an hour. And then I would meditate. I would go to bed early, which I had learned a long time ago I needed to do um, about a half an hour before I intended on falling asleep just to kind of calm things down and let things go or whatever. And I would do it again. And once that started, it was like after the first five or six days, the weirdest thing started happening where it was like, I didn't like, I'm, um, <laughs> I know how to, I'm not a manipulator to per se, but I guess I manipulate things to, 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 get to work through things to help me understand life or whatever. You know, I don't know how to go, how to say that. Yeah. Um, but what I was doing all my life was trying to manipulate to, to heal. It felt like that. And then when I recognized what this was and I started doing this meditation, it was almost as if all I had to do this particular meditation is using certain words, um, connecting to self and God and universe and, you know, all these things and just saying these words in my head. And that's a good thing that I chose this one because I have such a, talky head <laughs> that literally even now doing this meditation, I have to, I have to catch myself so I don't go off in another direction. I'm like, focus, <laughs> focus. But what I'm finding, I'm trying to get myself back, see, focus. Um, I'm, what I found was just being in this space and doing it and just, it just happens. It's like, it's not even describable. It's just something that happens. Like we don't have to force the outcome. We just flow the outcome or accept the outcome or be aware of the outcome. We can do that, but we don't have to do anything. We're just laying, I'm just laying there, you know, saying, and I'm like, you know, I've been doing all this work for 30 years and this is what I know now. <laughs> and this is easy. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. But there's a truth in that. And then when you, when you start to open that, um, who we are at our core, our core, level is a connection with the divine and love and all this like you said but once we connect with that inside of us there's this peace and joy that starts to happen and and things like we're talking like this right now and I don't recognize myself five years ago no way there's no way we wouldn't be having this conversation you know and it's like okay, okay, I get it. I'm following guidance. Okay, I see. You know, but you're right. It's like, but you don't have to do it the way someone set you up to do your spiritual life. You can do no. it based off of what you experience, what you recognize is right for you. And, mm-hmm. and just take these little baby steps and it's okay. Yeah. And like even meditating, you could just, if you're, if you're not the type of person who can lay there for 20 minutes, sit in front of a candle for five minutes and just stare at it. That's meditating, you know, just get quiet. That's it. Yeah. And and, and, that, and it's an art to be able to quiet our minds because we go through what, 80,000 thoughts a day or 60,000 thoughts a yeah. day, yeah. right? Enough. It's Enough. ridiculous. <laughs> and then wait, wait, but those are the conscious thoughts that we're not even conscious of. Then there's all the unconscious thoughts, the eight point gajillion thoughts that go on under the surface. Yeah. 
right? So yeah, but that's the thing. It's like being able to clear all those lies, all the conditioning, all of the whatever we were taught about who we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to do with our lives and all that stuff that we've learned just so we can be molded into this way of being that isn't who we are at all, you know, which is really challenging. And then doing something like you've done and that I've done, which is similar, but not the same. And still coming to an understanding of who we are in there. And it's like, here, I have to do the angel singing. I always do this when my revelation thing happens. (laughs) Every time, that's my my aha moment thing. What was that? It's so true, Caroline. I learned last year, I did a study. Um, and one of the things that I, w- I learned was that there's different pathways to God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, where my heart gets broken is that so many people have been hurt by the church, you know, all the religious laws and rules and all these different things that you have to A, B, and Z are going to burn in hell. Well, that puts a sour taste in people's mouth. More and than a sour kind of, taste. That's and, another and what, Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and seriously, what kind of love you know is that you know with all these religious laws and rules that's not the god i serve he is so compassionate and so gentle and such a gentleman that he ain't going to just force himself into your life and tell you x y and z or you're going to burn in hell he's going to be like great i'll take you just the way you are but i ain't going to leave you i love you too much to leave you this way because you're broken you're hurt you got all these things I want to get into those places. Will you let me? And if we let him, he will do the work. And and that and that different pathways, it can be just going to out into nature, going for a walk in the forest, sitting beside a lake. It could be painting or dancing. I love to flag. My shoulders messed up right now, so I can't do any of that. <laughs> but it's just a different way of just kind of allowing my thoughts to be quieted is through flagging because I just get lost in, in the colors of my flags. Flagging. Yeah. So it's just like big pieces of material on poles. Um, I'll okay, have one. Okay. In I'm trying to use... okay. And, and I yes. just, and I fly them and they, they almost like cocoon me. It's like, it's, it makes me feel like I'm in this little, like this oasis all to myself. I can be in a group of like, I can obviously not in a big room full of people because I'll hit somebody, but um, it just feels like it just kind of like hides me in this space. And I, and it, that's where I can quiet my mind um, when I'm in there because I don't think about anybody else. I don't think about anything else that's going on around me. I just get lost in the colors and the beauty of my flags. And lots of conversations go on in that space because no one can see me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so cool because I I, want to bring this up because it's something like every uh, attempt to connect with God through religion, all have things that are similar, but we kind of judge that theirs is wrong or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about the flags, I'm like, well, that kind of reminds me of like dervish dancing where they have the, they have those like flowy, you yeah. know, whatever they're wearing or whatever they're, they're holding like flowy, um, what do you call Ribbons. It? I have yeah. ribbons. I don't too. even, yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, that's similar. It's a, still a connection, you know, or anything where you're like, you lose the, um, 
the brain talking and, and getting into the body and doing the dancing and doing or singing or, you know, painting or playing an instrument or whatever, when you let go of that, of that thing. So, so whatever it is that you choose to do that pulls you out of this three-dimensional existence that is, is really challenging right now and puts you in a space of just flowing and loving and, and no I'm not talking about hippies and you know I mean they they had the right intention because that's what they were they wanted the world to be like and it, that's all but we're learning from that and we're incorporating all kinds of different things into that whole flowy lovey peace love thing and the peace is in here you don't have to you know I can show up now wherever I go and all of a sudden these animal these dogs are like coming <laughs> you know, they're coming up to me or children are like, they're just looking at me and I'm just going, oh my gosh, this is what it is. This is it. Cause they can see it. And okay. most adults, <laughs> and that's, so I'm walking, I am that piece that's walking through there or whatever. I am that love. So that kind of reminds me, you know, I was raised Jewish. So there's not a lot of Jesus, you know, information that I understand, but you know, him just walking, just walking and everybody's like, you know, or Mother Teresa, everybody, Teresa, everybody's like, that's what it feels like. And yeah. it's the coolest thing. So whatever you do, like you're sharing to get you into that space right. is what you need to do to get you into that space. So just do it. You know, and, and you don't have to listen to all the expectations of others. You have to be true to yourself, right? Yes. Like, yeah. what is it that you need? And mm -hmm. how is it that you're going to get there? My husband's okay a drummer. It's okay to need it. It's okay yeah. to need it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have, we all, we're all, there's no mold for humankind. We are all uniquely, perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. You know, we all came into a sinful world, a broken world. We're all broken people. No one's perfect in this world. And I had to come, you know, I used to have this, ex, this judgment that, you know, God had to work on in me, I would be extremely intimidated by beautiful women because I thought, oh, they're a threat to my marriage. They're, you know, they got it all together. And I'm just like this broken, shattered person. <laughs> like, this is like that season where I'm just like, who yeah. the hell am I? <laughs> Um, and I'd be extremely intimidated. And I thought that everybody hated me. It didn't matter, you know, and it must have been like I would walk into a room and they could be having a bad day themselves. And just the way they're processing their bad day, I thought that they were snarling at me or they were talking ill of me. I would always jump to the worst case scenario mm -hmm. um, until I kind of got to this place where God put some people in my life that were drop dead gorgeous, who I would have had in that driver's seat of like intimidation, you know, like, I don't want to be friends with you. Like, <laughs> and, um, and then it's just like, I got to hear their heart and their struggle. I'm like, you're no different than I am. Yeah. Be in this together. Yeah. you know, and it, and it helped me understand, like, I don't need to be intimidated anymore. I am who I am. You take me or you leave me and I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I've got quirky things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, 
I won't judge, you don't judge me. Like just, you know, there's a song that came out that I actually gravitated to. It's like, if you can be anything in the world, if I be kind to you, will you be kind to me? You know what the title of it is? I'd like to pull it up. Later. Um, I, I'll send it to you. It's on my playlist. Okay. I think it's something be kind. I think it's called be kind, but I'll remember, I'll get the artist for you. It is so okay. good. Um, and it talks about like, you know, dressing up and not, you know, even if it's not Halloween. So it's talking about all the different things that we can choose to be in this world. And as long as I'm kind to you, I just ask you to be kind to me. Like, this is my belief system. I'm not going to beat you down and tie you up and shove my beliefs down your throat because that's not what God did for me. He came in gently and loving and asked for permission. So it's one of those things that if people are coming at you like that, you're like, oh, that person drank that Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Maybe, you know, like, it's yeah. not my favorite either. Like, it, it, it's... um. I've had people tell me that my mom's gone to hell because she took her own life. I'm like, who are you? God, you ain't the judge. Like you don't know my mom's path. And I strongly believe that my good father, he get, has a place for her because she had enough struggle. She didn't have to go through, you know, an eternity of struggle. Like that yeah. is not the place. Like who are we? We're just humans. We, we ain't the judge and thank God for that. Cause I'd be a horrible one. <laughs> Yeah. And we do enough judgment of our own too, about ourselves. We don't need, oh, and, I, and so to be true. honest with you, just for my own clarity, because I, I don't see any, like when you were talking about God loving and there being, it, it's all about love. I don't even see judgment. I don't see anything like that. I see, um, I see this, this gentle, like energy just hold with like yeah. this and that's it. You know, and that's when, when I go into my, my meditations, that's kind of what I'm seeing there is that gentleness. There's no judgment. There's no, those are, to me, those are all human, uh, from our, our hurt and our, what we've been through and everything that's kind of, we've come up with those words, but this yeah. is all it is. This is what it feels like with me and not, not to take away from what you're saying. I just, that's how it feels like to me. So I just, it's true to though, Caroline, cause yeah. it is like, it's, you know, he's got these good and perfect gifts are ready for us in the palm of our hand. And he's mm -hmm. always reaching them out to us. Yeah. And, and it's our part to play is like, are we going to receive that gift mm -hmm. or are we going to reject it? You know, and that's reject. <laughs> we do because we don't know how to receive because of our brokenness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with a friend recently. She's a master exhorter. Like she can lift anybody up. She encourages you right to the bones. Like she is amazing, but she cannot receive it. Yeah. So when you go to give her encouragement back or inspiration and try to lift up her heart and spirit, she'll just like, meh. Yeah. I'm like, I, oh, no, no, no. I was like that. that. I know. Reject it. Oh, no. My friends out there, if you are rejecting love yeah. and encouragement, I encourage you and I urge you to stop and just, it's going to be hard. You. If someone yes. gives you, just thank don't you. even, like, don't even like try to figure out what it is or what, what they want from you or any of that kind of thing. Just say, mm -hmm. Ooh, thank you. It took me years, years to be yes. that because I could. And thank you for saying that one comment of like, 
expect trying to figure out what they want from you. Cause that was something that I always had stuck in my space all the time in my head space. Um, because at any time growing up, I was bait and switched all the time. And so you would get, you know, yeah, you can do this. You can do that. Or let's go do this. If you just tell me the truth about this and, and then you pour out your vulnerability and then you're like beat or like, you know, hurt yeah. in some way. And, and it's like, so those things always, and even when it came to sex, cause you know, like I said, my mom taught us a few things in life, spread your legs for love, run with trouble hits and self-medicate when you're hurting. And so, um, but when I was trying to find love, you know, try to find that acceptance, I always thought, and even being married almost 19 years, my husband to this day will give me compliments and I am still catching myself rejecting. And I have to remind myself like, no, no, no. You know what? I, I gotta say that. this. I gotta say this. Stacy, Missy, Stacy. Bring it sister. Think that when I, at the very beginning, right after you said, um, you were talking about what happened with you and your story. And then when you were finished, I said something about you being a strong woman and you just went right past that. So you're still doing it. Just saying. Yeah, it's still a struggle. So guess what? And if there's, there are people out there, there are situations. Let me back up on this. There are Atlas kind of men, big, strong men, you know, football player kind of men who could never go through what you went through. Okay. Do you hear me? Yes, yeah. I am listening. <laughs> so that's when I heard, when I heard all of that, I'm like, oh my God, you're standing here. You know, like, like I said, you're, that's the strength you have. It's not about being this big, big, strong guy, but you went through hell and back. You know, mm -hmm. that's where you got the strength from. I just want you to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, and I do. I I do catch myself more and more. Like it, it's a habit that you have to like nurture and cultivate. Well, but if you can't see that on your own though, and you have no one to mirror that and show that to you, how the heck do you figure out how to cultivate that? You know, I, I yeah. it took a lot until people started saying, oh, but you are. So people did the same thing I just did with you, with me. And yeah. that's what helped me to start to recognize, like I, they were mirroring the things that I loved about people were mirroring who I am. And that's what I learned. Mm -hmm. um, the things I didn't like about people also mirroring who I am, you know, and that's the stuff you learn. We can pinpoint stuff in other, like, if you just, like, why do you keep doing, and yeah, yeah it's usually yeah. because we're seeing something in them that's in our own struggle, right? That's right. Well, our struggle or, or greatness, you know, I mean, we see our greatness in other people, these people that we're fully attracted to, that we love being around, and it's fun, and da da da, da. that's everything good about us that we're seeing in, in these people, you yeah. know, so we also get to recognize that goodness. Yeah. Not just the negativity. That. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes. So good. So you're always learning it. You go a day without learning something. It's a wasted day. So. I know. Right. <laughs> I know. And I was just going to ask, you know, I mean, did we, did we talk about doing a process together or was it just talking? You said something about the app app process. 
That's what we talk I'm about. I'm not really sure what you mean by process, to be honest with you. Well, but because, you know. because I know that you've done coaching work and different things like that, but that's not your intention here, that you're trying, that you want people to find your, your app and all that. And then we had talked about doing some sort of a process with the app, maybe, maybe, no. Okay, so there's no process. So there's, well, I could just elaborate kind of the different options within the app and what the heart is as we're in growing, coming in, you know, navigating 2022 um because because I've kind of been working so hard at building the community of this space I haven't taken on any one-on-one coaching clients because I wouldn't be able to serve them at my highest potential and that's not fair so I um have put that on hold for the season until we kind of get to a certain space and then I'll open that door back up but I've been partnering with other um, coaches and I call them the pillar partners, uh, the pillars within the community. So other coaches are coming into this space to help serve and share their wisdom and expertise within the space. So you're not just coming into the Beautiful You coaching app and just get me. <laughs> you're going to get a wide variety of coaching support. Even uh, Caroline has come and shared her expertise within the space, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, so we have a thing called Spotlight Coaches and Your Story Matters. So coaches have been coming and sharing how they've overcome some form of adversity in their life and or sharing their um, wisdom and knowledge with the community to help you get tools in, in your tool belt that are going to help support you in all different areas of life. Um, so coming into this year, we've made a couple little shifts when it comes to the memberships within the community because you know, I'd give it away for free. I give away the farm if my husband would let me. Um, I it's no, just <laughs> no, because if it's you don't make nature, money, I no more people. <laughs> I love giving. I love giving. It's just my heart nature, and um, so coming into this year, like all last year, we were building the community and an awareness piece. And there were some sketchy things going on. Some boys think it's a meat market. And um, then there was, you know, some other things that were happening that were inappropriate. And so coming into this year, I have, there's three memberships. Um, the base tier, I call it the Rise membership. And uh, you get 30 days free. So if you download the app, you can access that Rise membership for free for 30 days just to navigate, see if it's a space you want to be in. Um, and then after that 30 days, it's only $1.99 a month. And I want to keep it low so that people that need the help in the community and the support can get it at a fraction, like less than a coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then Way we have, less than a coffee. Yeah. And then we have... Um, <laughs> The middle tier um, is kind of the self-study tier. So we have like a self-study guide that goes out every month. We have meal plan that goes out. We have, uh, we're building a fitness library and a meditation library. Um, just to kind of give you the tools that you need at one-stop shop per se. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the ultimate vision of this space. And then the top tier, and that's the the shine membership is what I call that. And then the sparkle membership, which is a higher tier, which is only $47 a month is where you get a little bit more coaching support. So we have focus groups where you can get plugged in with other people that are struggling with addictions and recovery or grief and loss or parenting, you know, all these different things. Um, And you can align yourself and surround yourself with people that understand your struggle. Mm. Uh, You're not just going to be talking to anybody and everybody that'll listen. And you're talking to people that understand the struggle. And then we have coaching support that comes into those focus groups that 
are trained in that area, whether it be addictions or grief or just emotional wellness, whatever it may be for you, um, it just helps support and give you the right support uh, coaching and and tools in your tool belt to kind of navigate to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. We also do monthly accountability challenges and all kinds of different things in that space. So yeah, and I've always I've always lean towards because I had a vision one time that when I was working in the parental alienation realm where I would gather like I'd have a website and gather all the people who were doing the work in one place because it's so much easier than trying to dig through a good millions and millions of of websites and this and that it's like I can't do that because I get overwhelmed easily by that stuff but having one place that actually has all that information and all those resources and all those opportunities is is like gold. It sounds like it's gold, you know, and, and that sounds like such an incredible, and I look forward to being a part of that when, when, when it comes, you know, I'm glad it's slow because I'm still kind of working, building myself to the point where I'm ready for whatever happens, if you know, whatever happens, but it's, it's like, um, we have such a need in our world for, for this type of thing right now. And it's so wonderful that you're doing, that you're putting this out there, putting yourself out there, you know, sharing your experience, sharing your soul, sharing everything that you've been through. So other women can see that no matter what you've gone through the deepest depths of hell and build yourself back up to look, she's got a cute little smile on her face. She doesn't have that anymore. You know, that, that terror, the, whatever, whatever you went through, I can't like, I say it again. I can't even imagine what that, what that looked like or felt like. And it's like, now that you can present yourself in such a loving and, and peaceful and kind and joyful presence, it's just like, the like I'm looking at the daisy behind you it's like it's like the light is just you know and and it's all there yeah and and you've done all this work and you've done a lot you know you've done good for yourself and the more good work you do for yourself the more you can do for other people that's that's the way I see it so you know and just to encourage you I'm on the journey with you I'm not like I said I'm perfectly imperfect um I may have got some levels of healing that might be a little ahead of you but by all means I will not think that I'm almighty you know what I'll jump in that pit with you and we'll have have a little yes yes well I'm not going to jump in the pit I'm going to reach my hand I will we'll have have a cup of tea and then we'll pack our bags and (laughs) help you but that, but that's the, it was, um, oh, I forgot. It's okay. Um, yeah. And, and this is something so powerful and I'm so looking forward to seeing the outcome and where this goes and everything and continue, you know, conversation with you and everything. And, yeah. um, just so people know what is, and, and I'll be posting the links anyway on the YouTube channel and on anchor. Um, if you're an anchor kind of pushes out to Spotify, somehow they, I'm still learning all this stuff. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so I'm going to put the links on there. But if you could give the link or, or tell everybody what how to get onto the app yeah. um, here, and then we'll we'll put the link over, over there. So to, to get, go to either app store, Android or, or Apple, and you just type in Beautiful You Coaching. My, the, the logo or the icon is just a heart that looks like a world. Um, so very colorful. You'll, you'll kind of come into a a very colorful platform. I try to keep it lighthearted and uh, lots of fun and warm environment. And, or if you want to learn a little bit more, you can go to my website at stacylapete.com. Yeah, I was going to 
Cool. That's cool. Now I was going to look up. I, I don't see where I have it. Everything's a little too late. I was going to show the the logo, but <laughs> I can't find it. That's right. okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, it's it is just beautiful. You coaching within the app store, and and I'll be top top, okay. top of the list. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. All right, Stacy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I'm so grateful to have you and. Um, for those, oh, did you, was there anything you wanted to share before we? No, just, just, uh, I guess the biggest thing that I'm feeling right now in my heart is that you're worth it. Mm -hmm. So do whatever it takes to carve some time out for you. Um, and just remind yourself that you're worth it. Mm -hmm. And whatever it takes, whatever, whatever it is that you need mentally, physically, spiritually, um, give that to yourself and don't be guilt. Don't be ashamed by it. Mm -mm. No, that's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for being thank here you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And to everyone watching, um, thank you for taking the time for taking the moment and, hope you have a, I don't even like saying day or night anymore. I'm like, I have a beautiful moment, a beautiful you moment yeah. and a wonderful life. I'm watching too much Wim Hof. Okay. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being here on the ride of my life and see you next time. Ciao.